You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man. UFC 294 is in the books. What an event. What an event. Oh, more controversy, more bullshit. Can't go without it. Gotta love that. Um, and just, I mean, fireworks for an ending. You can't ask for anything better than that. Congratulations to uh, Islam. Congratulations to uh, Chemayev. I'm not sure it helped his stock, but it. Uh, I gotta say congratulations because he came out with the win after a very dominant round one. So, We'll start at the beginning of the card. Let me jump back into that. Oh, before we get too far, for those that haven't heard, as my daughter would say, delete that, delete that, delete that. Um, John Jones, Stipe Miocic, it's off. Canceled, denied. That is not going to occur. John Jones hurt his shoulder, saw the video. Um, it's very unfortunate, folks. It, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, you don't wish it upon anybody. It's what happens. I don't blame Stipe for not taking another fight. All he's going to do is ruin his legacy at this point. I don't see him beating either of the two guys that will be fighting for this interim title because these are some young studs that are they're about the business, man. They are truly about the business. It's an interim title, which is very strange. I'm not sure who the actual champion is going to be if this is considered the interim, if, unless Stipe is still the champ or... Is John Jones a champ after Surreal? I guess maybe John Jones is a champ. This shit's so confusing, man. I hate this interim shit. Um, for those that don't know, it's it, for me, it's a marketing scam. They're just trying to sell us another championship fight. There's only one champion, and there's only one way to get a championship, if you ask me, but to each their own. Let's start back, all the way back. UFC 294, it was a beautiful event. Um, we're going to start with the underdog that I... I Picked against this fight. I'm not going to lie. I even bet against it, and I lost lost everything um, as far as those bets. Shara Magomedov versus Bruno Silva. I am a Bruno Silva fan personally. Um, he was ranked somewhere around 18, just out of the top 15. He's been in there for wars. He's definitely had some, some great fights in the UFC. Somehow he fell all the way down to the first fight of the prelims. I thought that was strange for a... Uh, fighter of his caliber but he did not look of that caliber to be honest when we look at this fight shara whooped his ass man it was a three-round decision um standing up it was complete domination shara looked great and even when it went to the ground bruno silva did take him down i think two or three times and he was just completely outstruck on the ground i mean shara was just he's a dog you can see it in him he was finding ways to strike that most fighters would never even dream of. He pulled some badass little Lucane kick off the floor. That was pretty dope. And, uh, I mean, what can you say? Shara, I mean, great striking. He can stand with anybody in the division. His takedown defense is very, very suspect. Um, it was very suspect, especially because he started in wrestling. So when you know that fact, it's very concerning. He's been taken down. Prior to joining the UFC and Bruno Silva, who is not a takedown expert, he took him down, I think, every time he even attempted. So that's very concerning. I don't see Shara going very far unless he's able to master that. You, you can work on takedown defense. We've seen people like Kimbo Slice and just people get better over time. 
we'll see. We'll see what Shara can do. Stand up. He's going to be a spectacular event against anybody just with the the blind eye. He just looks like a warrior, looks like a wolf that's been out in nature, that's been through some battles. Um, dude ha- does have a questionable background as far as his fights in the malls and everything, but it's not some something for me to question because I've been in plenty of fights in the mall, so I come from his background just as a public figure. He will come with that. Bruno Silva, what's next for him? Hopefully he gets another fight. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a Bruno Silva fan. I have been. I've watched him. Um, he's earned it, but who really cares? You know what I mean? At that same point. So if the UFC cuts him, I wouldn't be surprised. I was very surprised he fell down to this spot, but he didn't capitalize on the situation. So what the UFC does with it, that's all up to them. Shara, there's, there's a couple things, man. There's a couple things that he can do now. There's, there's some easy and entertaining fights. I think like Phil Hawes, I think that it would be more think that would fall right into line. Uh, Phil, he's a specimen. He will stand and attempt to bang, and I think Shara will get him. There is some danger there, but I think Phil Hawes is a good one. If we want some more difficult challenge, there's always a Michelle. I don't think it's Michael. Michelle Olaviskis, I guess you would pronounce that shit. O-L-E-K-S-I-G-I-Z-U-K. You pronounce it how the hell you want. Uh, Hazar or something it's his nickname that dude he's been out he can he can he can throw putasos he throws with the best of them and an awesome fight but people that I don't think would drop down to fight him especially because they're from the same region but just to throw out that would be entertaining would be a Roman Kapalov I think Roman's a great striker I would love to see him against Shara but being from the same region I don't think that'll work and somebody that's ranked higher and I don't see him fighting down to that level but would be a great Fantasy matchup would be Joe Pfeiffer. We would definitely find out a lot about Shara at that point if he fought Pfeiffer. Um, Pfeiffer will probably want to fight up to get into the ranked spots, but maybe he wants to take the hype. We'll, we'll see, especially, like I said, Bruno was up there anyways. He was like 18th or something unofficially, but he was up there in the rankings. Very surprising that was his first fight. He came out, dominated, great performance by Mr. Shara, man. They give him, Give it up for him. Next fight, um, it, w- it was hard for me to watch Victoria Dudakova versus Jin Young Frey. Um, this went exactly as expected. I thought Victoria might do more, but it was a three-round decision. Frey, I'm guessing, will be let go from the UFC. This is her fourth straight loss, if I remember correctly. Dudakova is 8-0. and um, If you really want to test her, I would say you put her with that Eisman Luciendo. She's, she's a... She's, She's a fighter. Um, I do know she got knocked out recently on a, I believe it was a knockout. It could have been submission, but I do know she got finished pretty easily two fights ago, but every time she goes out there, it's hands. If you want to really test Dudakova, put her there. The fight in general, I'm not even going to talk about it. Jim Young Frey had no angles, was literally just going straight forward or backwards. That was all it was. There was no angles, no direction. She, uh, you know, fight heart of a warrior. She was out there to fight. Take nothing away from her. Give her all due respect. But yeah, just not not on that level. Um, not on that level. Victoria. She just shows she's still undefeated. Like I said, but I mean, she's lacked the. Uh, eh, I think she had a highlight last one, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see what we'll see what comes up for her. eight. No, she has a lot a long way to go, and the test is ready for her, man. Give her Isman, Isman or whatever Isman. It's not Jasmine because it starts with the I, I-A-S-M-I-N. So y'all know who the hell she is. Nathaniel Wood versus Muhammad Naomi. 
Um, this is where the event got complicated. And this is, like I said, three fights into the night. This shit's getting real complicated with the low blows. Round one, uh, Nehemiah dropped wood in the first minute. It was an amazing, you know, just going. It was, it was hands down. Everybody thought, you know, wood would have the striking advantage, but Naomi dropped him right off the bat. Um, within the third minute, there was our first low blow. Woods dropped Naomi in the fourth minute. So the first round was back and forth, had a low blow involved. Second round starts with a low blow. Um, it was just right off the back, literally the first strike, straight kick right up the middle, boom, banked off his balls. Looked like the, the ref and the doctor were questioning it, but nothing like they will later, so we'll get to that. Um, the second minute into the fight, into that, the second round was a fence grab preventing a takedown. No point was taken, but I think that was substantial. Um, there was nothing done about it, just a warning, and Naomi actually prevented the takedown and was able to complete a takedown shortly after due to the fence grab. I understand it. I think naturally we do reach out and we're going to reach to grab something. But even the commentators who are clowns themselves were talking about, you know, it's real close to cheating. There's a real fine line. And the commentary on this event just sucked. It was horrible. They're talking about our hair grabs legal and blah, blah. It was, it was just ass, man. But we don't need to get into that. Oh, I just put a post up on Twitter about, um, who was it? DC talking about the next fight for Islam should be Conor McGregor. I mean, this dude's a fucking fool, but we ain't got to get all into that. Round three, uh, that, it was a war. I mean, it was a straight war. That was a beautiful fight. Um, as far if we if we could delete all the con- controversy, uh, the low blows and all this, and I mean, you can't, man. You wear cups. I understand the fight game. I've worn cups my whole life, and as uncomfortable they are, they save you, and it's better than getting kicked in the balls. When you are kicked in the balls like that, I understand what it takes from you, and it takes more than you will ever get back in five minutes. I, mean, I, I heard uh, what dumb it, uh, Chael Sonnen, Chael Sonnen, I heard him quoting that, you know, you can come back from anything in five minutes, blah, blah, blah. Henry was a prime example. We'll get to his fight here shortly. Uh, you're not coming back from that in five minutes. Grunge shots and all that, that energy is not coming back. When you get that feeling in your stomach, that shit is not coming back. Mr. Sonnen's the same person that kept calling it a Honda accent instead of a Hyundai accent. The dude clearly has a good fighter, lack of knowledge, but we'll just leave it at that point. Um, what's next for Naamov after his decision uh, win? I would give him Nate Landier, I, th- I believe is how it's pronounced. L-A-N-D-W-E-H-R. Nate Landier, I believe that's how it pronounced. I give it to him, man. It's going to be uh, one hell of a challenge, but he deserves it. He step up, and hopefully, there's no more groin shots because that was a. Uh, it takes a lot out of Wood. I feel bad for Wood. Wood did come in there, looked prepared, but after those groin shots, it, it was not the same. Even though he did drop him right after a groin shot, so I know that, you know there's always that. Hey, but he dropped him right after a groin shot, man. You take a groin shot, and it'll piss you off, but it's going to take something from you. The next fight was concerning, very concerning to me. Breeden versus Jubilee. Um, Breeden came in off a three-fight lo- uh, loss, three-fight losing streak, I believe, and he came in 3.5 pounds over the limit. 3.5 is ridiculous. That's not even really trying. That's a that's an accomplishment in its own right. I mean, that's just it, it's sad. Jubilee took the fight. Um, his UFC debut, first fighter from India, came out. I mean. Put on a good little clinic for the first two rounds. Round three, I don't know if this is 
you know, has anything to do with not dropping weight, but Breeden just started barking like a dog and put it on Jubilee. I think Jubilee was mentally broken, but I don't know physically where he was at, especially after cutting weight. Breeden, he had he had it still in him, man, and he put an ass whooping on uh, Jubilee that third round after he started barking like a dog. He broke Jubilee, man. It was sad to watch. I mean, what's next? Jubilee is clearly not that guy. Whatever happened, nobody really cares at this point. Congratulations, India, on your first fighter into the UFC. And I'm very unfortunate uh, circumstances that it had to be that way. Dude was mentally broken, and that was very sad to see. He was running from him. I mean, dude's barking at him like a dog, and he's just running from him, getting his ass whooped. I believe he got knocked out. Can't even tell you how that fight ended. I just know Breeden put an ass whooping on him at the end. Um Breeden coming off three straight losses, 3.5 over. I mean, the dude blamed the weight cut on a, the weight miss on a cut. Yeah, you heard that right. Dude blamed a weight miss on a cut. I mean, what? (laughs) That was some heavy ass stitches. You know what I mean? Somebody said that on Twitter when I posted something about it, man. Those are some heavy ass stitches. That's stupid, bro. Like if anything, you cut the guy. Cut the guy, cut the guy. That's all I can say. Barking like a dog. That shit's cool. He's a dog. He's a dog. He can't even make weight. He's coming off three straight losses. I think that he did it for the advantage. He said, fuck the money. I'm trying to win this fight. Um, I think that he cheated that fight, and uh, I'm not with it. Those are some heavy stitches, boy. What's next for him? Don't care. I would like to see him cut, me personally. Next fight was Alizar versus Dumas. Um, Dumas, he he fought a smart, cautious fight. I, I put it that way. I thought that he was... Uh, Playing with fire. Um, clearly came out. Good game plan. Took down. Azatar is a beast, man. He's strong as fuck. He's big. Built like a truck. You know what I mean? Just built. Dumas was smart. Took him down. Used his uh, his takedown. And wore Azatar as, as, as out the, the first round. I want to say Alizar. But Azatar, he just wore him out the first round. Had him gasping you know going into the second not saying Azatar was gassed but he definitely was not as fresh as he was the first round um surprisingly Dumas was willing to stand round two and round three he showed a willingness to engage he didn't he wasn't as aggressive as you typically see him he's typically on it but uh hey Azatar you gotta understand dude is just built to just knock somebody's head off the only thing about that fight there was numerous hair grabs which is always you know something as somebody who grew up with long hair, I understand it. I definitely was a victim of this many times. I'm not going to say a victim because I'm not playing a victim role when somebody grabs my hair. It freed up both of my hands to start throwing some crazy-ass uppercuts. You can pull on my hair as long as I'm bashing on your face. We can exchange that. Um, with that being said, man, you get some big motherfucker grabbing you by your hair. He starts swinging you around. i seen it happen with the girl that live across the street from me now. We actually know her as the Ass Whoop Twins. Two of the finest girls in elementary school went up against a big old girl named Davina. Davina was throwing these bitches, man. Beat both of their ass. We call them the ass whoop twins. The saddest part was they were both on their way to my house. It was about to get busy, izzy, izzy. But uh, shit, shit didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, man, I'll forever forget that. I'll forever remember that day. And uh, Davina, you owe me one. You owe me one. But, hey, that same girl, man, she put a condom on. Both of her fingers stuck it in her mouth, looked me straight in the eyes as my arm was around her home girl, so she would have no problem paying it forward. But I did not take her up on the offer. I love that girl. I hope, wish her the best. And uh, if she's still alive, I'd be surprised. She's probably incarcerated if she is alive. But either way, I wish her the best. Love her. And uh, 
Damn, man. Ass whip twins, man. Why I got to get off on that? So what's next for Mr. Dumas? Give him Jacob Malkoon, man. That'd be a great, you know, just a, that's a great fight, man. They're both there. They're available. And uh, let's find out where he's really going. Next fight, man. This one hurts. This one hurts. I mean it. Especially, oh, this stupid ass doctor. Um, Basharat versus Henry. It was a good even fight the first round. Um, there was an uncalled low blow. We ain't gonna lie. You know what I mean? There was one that Basharat did complete. That was not called, but we're going to keep going. Henry pushed through it. Good. Even round. I watched the fight again this morning and it was a good fight. I'm not going to lie. That first round was entertaining. Um, Basharat typically goes to decision. If I remember correctly, and it looked like he would have been going that way. If not for, Round two started with a low blow. I mean, it was it was it was tough, man. Um, Bashra and the doctor both tried to claim that it was a leg click, leg kick. That was very disappointing. I hate when a fighter's claiming that you got a fighter go down and the other one's sitting there. No, 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 that was a leg kick, dude. He went down. He's claiming that you know he's not gonna lie about it. So I thought that was a bitch move personally. I understand under the heat of the moment, and he definitely did apologize multiple times after the fact, but the fact that he came off that way, the doctor also came in claiming it didn't hit your balls, you know, and this dude felt so bad for Henry. Henry's like, what is looked at? If Henry could have punched, he probably would have punched. Henry ended up going backstage, vomiting all over. The the fight was called. He could not continue. Um, I believe that they did say it was, you know, no contest. They did judge it to be a groin kick, which is what needs to happen. The doctor, he's a fucking idiot, man. They got to get rid of that dumbass. Henry was taken to the hospital. His testicles were extremely swollen, supposedly. He was vomiting in the back. Heard an update. He said the swelling has gone down, and he's doing much, much better. Definitely couldn't walk for a couple days as somebody that has personally had a swollen testicle who realized it felt like I had an ingrown hair or something on my test. I was at work. Um, I went to the gym, did my thing, you know, went to work. And I just remember like my testicle feeling weird, you know? So I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. I think I have an ingrown hair. And when I pulled it out, one of them was just like huge. I was like, what the hell? I got a grapefruit testicle. So I went to my boss. He's my buddy at the time. You know, we went to the gym together. Like, Hey man, check it out, man. I got an enlarged testicle. I need to go to the hospital. I'm not playing with this. I'm going to the hospital. He's like, for real? I'm like, for real, man, I got to go. He's like, let me try to find somebody. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go up to my machine. I'm going to wait. Would you figure this shit out? So I go up there. I'm, you know, working, working. Come down after like five minutes. I'm like, maybe 10 minutes. It seemed like forever, man. I got an enlarged testicle. So I came down. Hey, man, you find anybody? He's like, no, I haven't been able to. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gone. He's like, for real? I'm like, bro, my balls are big. Like, there's something going on with my balls. Like, I'm playing with this. Went straight to the doctor. Doctor told me I played rough. You know, however you want to look at it, I did have sex after I went to the gym that morning, went back, smashed, went to, you know, Doc said I played rough. So, uh, play rough? What the hell are you talking about, man? Next thing I know, next day, my, oh, it hurts so bad, dude, my whole groin area. I don't know how I was walking that same day, like the day of. Oh, my God, it hurts so bad. But, hey, that's part of playing rough. You know what I mean? She wasn't complaining. So, where do we go from that one? Bashra, I didn't even look into it. You guys can run it back, figure it out. I think it was a good fight up until that point. Running it back, if Henry's good, run it back, run it back. I didn't even look into where to go from there. Oh, man. Peak versus Yanya. This is a boring fight, folks. I ain't going to lie. Peak won by decision. Um, Yanya, he was the local guy. He was fighting for his 
you know, fighting for his hometown, and his defense looked like shit, man. Every time he was getting punched, this fool just fall on his back. I mean, he, that was literally a defense, just fall on the ground. It was a very boring fight. He spent a lot of time getting dominated from back control and a top, uh, you know, just not even on the ground, just like bent over more in like a humping, a humping dog situation. Uh, it was a very boring fight, man. I watched it back again this morning. I had to, I had to fast forward some of it. There was just a lack of striking, standing back, no real exchanges. It was just very boring, very boring. Nothing against Peak. Um, definitely think that he was more cautious coming off his recent loss. So where to go from him? Just give uh, Peak Jamie Malarkey. Malarkey. There you go. Jamie Malarkey, man. Give give Pete Jamie Malarkey. Let's see what both of these guys are about. It'll be an entertaining one. I know it's not really Yeah, you know what I think inter, I think uh it is intercontinental or yeah, I think that's the way to put it. Inter intercontinental? I think international. It's an international. They're different uh countries because I believe Malarkey is British or something like that. So it is two white guys, but I do believe that you can have a clash of the nations if they want to draw that shit up because they like putting that in the fight. They don't really have people fighting from the same nation. I understand it. So the crowd has somebody to support the good guy in the villain role. Totally get it in the marketing 101 part of things, even though some of these matchups we would like to see, folks. Some of, You know, and the Amer- Americans do fight. Americans fight Americans. But outside of that, there's not too much, and I do understand that because we have a very large talent pool here in America as compared to a lot of these countries that are just more jumping into the UFC and haven't had the time to get the talent pool into the limelight and perspective view because we know that the the talent is out there. You just got to find it. I learned that about the gym. You show up to a gym and there will be a guy whoop ass all day and you'll never hear about this guy. He just doesn't fight or when he does fight he just folds because of the pressure and there's a lot of quarterback and a lot of sports people understand that situation that pressure is real a lot of people can perform under practice and not perform come game day it's a real thing it's the mentals and if you haven't been in that situation you ain't gonna understand that um let's i believe this is where the main card starts no or the last fight this is the main event of the end uh, yeah i think it is the main event of the prelims Elliot versus Makiev. I know I'm not saying it right. Makiev, 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 some shit. I don't know, man, but one hell of a fight, man. You have 10th rank Elliot versus Makiev, Makiev, Makiev. That's it. Makiev. That's it. Elliot versus Makiev. And uh, it was a great fight. Elliot definitely comes in with more age, a little more wisdom. He pulled some shady shit with the knees. He was definitely a knee to the head in the first round. He was trying to lift him while he need him and just do some, we'll call it veteran moves. It didn't work out. It came out, ended up being a foul. It definitely needed the top of the head. Um, you know, Makayev, you want to give props to him. He stayed with it. He could have, he definitely rolled onto his back and claimed concussion. Like, uh, some people have in the past. We're going to go ahead and say that, but I mean, he looked great at every level. Um, Makayev, he came out, looked great standing up. His wrestling, the transition, the angles he was using, one of his double legs was just flawless. I mean, it was beautiful the way that he got down, hit to the ankles, got his hands together and just lift, scoop, poop, bang. It was it was beautiful. What he's accomplished in the ring so far is nothing short of magnificent. I love to see where he's going. Elliot did show that he can still perform at a high level. The age is definitely catching up for him. He went for two or 
two guillotines that were very questionable. Not sure why he went for them. I was sold that he wasn't going to pull him off, but he just kept going, kept going. That burns out the arm so bad with that acid just build up, and uh, it, it definitely cost him later in the fight. Um, the fight was finished in the third round by a head and arm choke slash arm triangle, whatever you want to call it. I've always called it the head and arm, but some people call it an arm triangle, whatever you want to. I mean, your, your verbiage is your verbiage. We all know what it is, but it was beautifully set up. Watching it a second time, you do see him setting up. He knows it's there. By the time Elliot realized it was too late, there was no coming out of that. And Elliot is a veteran. He understands the game. That is a basic maneuver. I was, you know, that's one of the things that you learn when you first get in the gym. And it's not a difficult one to see, but this sets it up beautiful. And I do say that because Makayev, great wrestling, great ground game. Decent striking, nothing against his striking, but there's a matchup for him. There's a matchup for him. There's a matchup for him. And I really hope that they put this on Tatsuro Tayara, whatever his name is, man. I think he's 14-0 and 0 now, if I remember correctly. This is the matchup to make, folks. Um, it sucks because this isn't going to be a ranked fighter. It's not going to move him up. But this will be the most exciting fight that you can make right now. I know Makia, Makia, Makayev wants to move up in rankings, I'm sure. But, oh, you put this fight on. This is a banger. This could headline a fight night for all I care. Um, Tatsuro has definitely been dominant in his UFC reign so far. I believe he's 3-0, 4-0, maybe even more. I'm not sure. At least 4-0. 3-0 for sure. I think he's 4-0. Maybe even more. It's there, folks. It's there. They got to set it up. That's the highlight. That is it. I'm calling that one. That will be the... Of the situation. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is where the main fight start. The main card. This went quickly. It was beautiful though. Saeed Nurmagomedov, man. Versus Muin Gafurov. Or whatever the fuck his name is. I'm just going to call him Backpatch. Um, you can call him, you know, Grayback. Whatever you want. Dude had a backpatch that his homies should have shaved for him. I'm just going to be honest. If he has a lady, she definitely should have done it. But uh, Saeed went out there, man. He's looked beautiful in the UFC. You watched his highlights. He's done nothing but showed up. You know, he's looking hella good. He didn't even get to display it. This this one was finished, I think, like a minute 18 or something. I don't remember the exact thing. But dude came out, small little exchange, went for the shoot, and Saeed just sank it immediately. He had the, uh, it's a guillotine, but it's up front. You know, what do I call it? Whatever the hell you want to call it. A front-facing guillotine is what I would call it. And the dude didn't even go to the side and, like, sink his legs and everything. It was all up front, sink the neck, got his arms, linked it to the other one. And once he started pulling up with that elbow, it, it was game over, baby. That one was over. Um, and he did drop down. He put him to sleep. You saw the tap last second. The referee was on the opposite side, so the referee didn't call the fight. But Saeed, I want to say just huge, huge sportsmanship, respect level, man. He knew the tap was there. He let it go as um, Muin lost consciousness, rolled over, and Saeed just let it go. I mean, it was beautiful. Well done. Who's next for Saeed? Let's get him a ranked opponent. Let's give him Chris Gutierrez. Uh, I think it's El Kakui or the Boogeyman, whatever the hell. El Kakui reminded me of uh, Frank uh, Ferguson. Uh, should be retired. But, you know, he's fighting fit Patty to Batty, so we'll see. He could definitely resurge and get some hype off of that one. But, Chris Gutierrez should definitely fight Saeed next. 
Chris Gutierrez is ranked 12th, I believe, at the moment. That'll get him a ranked opponent, plus Gutierrez is a dog. Um, Saeed, it'll be his best matchup yet, strongest competition, and we'll find out a lot about him. We've got to make that one happen as well. I feel strongly about that one. Ikrim uh, Aliskarov versus Wiley Alves. This was a mismatch. I knew it from the get-go. I definitely bet Akram on uh, DraftKings and things like that. Round one KO, flying knee followed by strikes. I mean, this was beautiful. You can even watch the short on YouTube. It's that short. It makes it up beautifully. Um, Alves never really stood a chance. You could watch it. I mean, the commentators kind of built it up like he was training. and He had a chance. When I watched the tape, I did not see this. Um, I saw this exactly what occurred occurring. Maybe not as fast. That's pretty dope, but um, it was a complete mismatch. What's next? Alves, nobody cares. Ikram, he wants a ranked opponent. I know he was yelling for like top 10 or something. He's not even top 15 at this point. He, he may be after that performance. Um, I didn't look at the rankings today. I'm sure they came out already. But who's next for him? He deserves a ranked opponent. He's not going to get top 10. I don't see that happening. But we can squeak him up there with the ranked opponent who's number 11 right now who probably won't make it into the fight. That probably gives away who it is. Kevin Gaslam, man. We need Kevin Gaslam in the damn ring. He needs to get out there. This would be a great, you know, a great step just to get Gaslam in the ring, get him fighting. Inkram took very little damage. He's ready to fight, and I think it can be, you know, I don't know how bad Gaslam's nose was. I know he had a fracture and a cut. It's a nose. You don't want the cut really to be there. That bust open doesn't take that long. Maybe we can turn around and set them up for February. You know what I mean? Not, not too far out. That would be a great matchup. Um, next one, Magomedov uh, Ankalov versus Johnny Walker. And this is a no contest due to a knee to the head. Three minutes and 13 seconds into round one of what was one hell of a fight. It was beautiful. Magomed caught Johnny Walker with a body shot. Johnny Walker, I don't know if he played it off, if it was real. He came out with retaliation. He kind of grabbed his side, grab, grab, flying knee. That was almost one of the most beautiful UFC highlights that ever happened. Missed by an inch, man. And it was one hell of a fight. Not going to lie. It was, it was a good fight going and then the knee to the head. And it was a knee to the head that you clearly saw he was down. I mean, Johnny Walker was in a position. You can tell he wasn't even expecting a knee and then blow just got blasted. There ain't no way that size knee is not going to do damage. Um, I don't blame Johnny Walker for not continuing because, Oh, that was the referee bullshit. That was when the referee asked him where he was. Johnny Walker says in the middle of the desert referee calls the fight. This is the same bullshit referee that told uh, Henry that he was not kicked in the groin. With his black suit and white white shoes. I remember that. Uh, same fucking... That doctor, man. That's who it was. The doctor. Doctor told Walker that, you know, he couldn't continue. <sighs> we can go back and forth about, you know, wh- what his answer should have been. Dubai, blah, blah, blah. Abu Dhabi. I don't even know what fucking country it is. If you ask me, is Dubai the country? Is Abu Dhabi the country? Is one a state? One's a region? One's a fucking continent? I don't fucking know. Um, it's not a continent. I'll tell you that much. But, um... Very disappointing. Very disappointing. A lot of people are looking at this. I didn't see Johnny Walker winning this fight, but the way that it was going, he definitely had a chance. That knee it alone could have finished the fight. I don't know if they rematch it. I don't know what you do from here. There's definitely some bad blood there. Um, 
I wish the best for Johnny Walker. I wish him a full recovery. If they want to run it back, not a bad idea, but if they don't, I understand that as well. So that one's very unfortunate. Then we have the co-main event, man. This one looking forward to. I definitely thought Usman was going to pull it off, but you had Hamzat Chamayev against Kamaro Usman. Round one domination, man. Uh, it was survival mode for Usman. Hamzat got his back mount, and he didn't inflict much damage. He didn't put him in too many compromising situations, but it was complete domination. You know, he wasn't really close to getting any submissions. He didn't put a punishment on Usman. Round two came out. This is where Kamza is claiming that he well, I broke my hand or hurt my right hand in round one. May not have broke it, but I hurt it. So I'm guessing the x-rays aren't going to show nothing. He kind of already covered that up. Round two, round three was a stand-up battle, and Usman was uh, standing. He was, he was banging, man. I liked what Usman was doing. I thought Usman could have had possibly the second. Um, you know, the second, I would say, yeah, he probably had it. And third round was... Debatable, but I do think, you know, Hamzat won that fight. I don't think there's, you know, I'm not going to debate it, but I do think Usman showed that if there were two more rounds, Hamzat would have been in danger, boy. Um, Usman was ready. He's a championship-level fighter. He would have been there for four and five. Hamzat's looked gassed now. I believe against Burns was a three-round fight, if I remember correctly. Maybe not, but I'm pretty sure it was three rounds. I remember him being gassed at that one. Um <clears throat> A lot of people in the gym have quoted Hamzat's gas tank, but it's looked suspect in a couple fights. I think going forward, the legend of Hamzat is, uh, he's getting some challenges, folks. He's up there, but he is facing the top-level competition, can take nothing away from him. He shies away from no challenge. I love what he's done. I love what he's accomplished. It's just that dude came in like a fucking unicorn, man. People were scared of him. I think now everybody knows he's human. Uh, I think Gilbert Burns definitely showed that, and... Usman showed in round two, he definitely got the better of him. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do from here. Hamza, what's next? I would not give him the title shot. I would not put him against Sean Strickland next. I think he has a huge opportunity. You can put him against Paulo. Paulo Costa, set that up and make that happen. Um, hey, make it happen, you know, and, and sooner rather than later. Don't give him another 16 months off or whatever that shit was. Usman, what's next? I was looking at that. I don't know what you do, man. It's hard to take a lot away from him. He did take the fight on short notice. He did show up. He did get dominated the first round, but two and three showed up, showed that he has that warrior spirit. He's ready. His level is on that. He's on that level. He's still a nightmare and not somebody you want to face. I honestly, I mean, wrong weight class. I, I don't know if he's going to stay up or if he's going to go down in weight. If he's going to stay up, there's a lot of interesting matches. If if Paulo's not gonna fight um, Hamza, you could even put Paulo Costa against Usman. I don't really like the matchup. I've never been a big Paulo fan, but I mean Usman. I think Usman can take that, and that sets Usman up for a good future top five ranked opponent. Not sure Hamza. I would like to see him fight against Paulo. I think they got bad blood. They've been going back and forth. Let them get that out of the way so he can earn his number one contender shot. You know, no no ifs, ands, or buts. I think Dreykus, after his win over Whitaker, has, I think that's um, a larger accomplishment due to what Whitaker has done in that division than beating Usman, even though Usman is like the welterweight, one of the welterweight goats, I believe it was welterweight, and what he's done in that division has been amazing. But at middleweight, he does not have the same status 
that Whitaker had because Whitaker was just dominating. He's been dominating for a long time. And what Dreykus did to Whitaker was very impressive, especially because he got the finish. So I think Dreykus deserves that shot against Sean Strickland. Um, let Paulo fight Hamzat. When Hamzat beats Paulo, then Hamzat can get the next title shot. I think that's the proper way to set that up. But hit me with a comment. Let me know what you think. Um, last one, main event. This is what everybody, I mean, was waiting for. You got, you got, you got what you. you it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful what uh what occurred. Mr. Alexander Volkanovsky was fighting Islam Makachev. And uh, Makachev put his ass out. Round one with that head kick. You saw he threw it once or twice. He knew, like he said, against a smaller opponent. It's, it's easier. It takes less time to get the foot that high. I don't think Volkanovski was expecting that, especially standing up. I don't think he thought he was getting knocked out. With that being said, man, Volkanovski's hand was in the right spot. He was in position. He had the defense there. It just grazed off the top of the glove. I watched it a couple times in slow-mo, and it's just, it almost like it went through the hand. Like it just, I don't know. It, it took the hand with it and just caught that top of that dome. His head went back, split his eyebrow, and just probably a heel bone. You know, that heel bone's a bitch, man. Oh man, that's a it was tough. Volkanovski went down. Proper stoppage by the ref. No complaints. I bet Usman, I bet Volk. Those are the two that I thought would pull it off. And uh congratulations to Islam. I mean, you you proved it. You silenced us. You did the you made a great picture, great meme. Um those you know, we've all seen it by now with the hush, just putting his finger over his mouth, just you know, just quiet in the crowd. Short notice. I'm not gonna put that Volkanovski using that excuse. We're not gonna. We're not taking that. You got. You got. You got. We got your ass whooped that first round, man. If it was round three, hey, maybe we can. We can blame championship rounds. We can blame conditioning. No, he got you, man. He got him. I don't like the excuses that Volkanovski's coming out with, especially as a legend that he is. You know, I like Usman's approach more. Just hey, man, he beat me. You know, what I mean, he, Usman's wishing he had four and five, but Volk's over there complaining that you know. Using the the excuse that that's why he didn't last past one, so we, we just take it as it is, man. Great fight by Islam. What's next for Islam? I mean, got to give him Oliveira, even though I would love to see him fight Gaethje. I would love to see that fight, especially after what Khabib did to Gaethje. I don't think Islam would do the same. Charles is there. Charles is the unicorn. I think you got to set that up, and I think you put Gaethje as backup. I don't know why Gamrot made it up there, but. If the fight does occur, you can fight Gamrot and Gaethje. Make that number one contender. Winner deserves it. Gamrot, like I said, man, that Fazel, Faziv, whatever, Faziv. I, I, I haven't looked up how his arm's doing. I hope you're doing good after that kick. Was it his arm his knee? Was it a knee or his arm? He broke the shit out of something. I don't remember, but his shit got fucked up. That was I was really looking forward to that one. Gamrot, he's just showing the power of his kicks and that he deserves to be where he's at. Gamrot wants to fight Oliveira because um, he thinks it'll go to the ground where he wants to go, and that'll be a good one. But just give it to Gaethje. I think Gaethje put his lights out. Gaethje has great wrestling. I think uh, Gamrot would have a hard time taking down Gaethje. Gaethje's shown that. You can even put um, Gamrot versus Poirier. I think a lot of people would like that one. Poirier has great wrestling, and I think Poirier has he's ready to fight. Give Poirier to Gamrot. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do with that one. I do think that Islam should go against 
Islam versus Charles Oliveira. Gaethje as the backup. Go ahead and put Gamrot versus Dustin Poirier. That sets everything up. Let's get it happening. I don't need to tell Dana because everything he's done just to salvage this card and what he's done, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Once again, Hunter, Sean, Dana White, all of them, UFC organization, everything they've done, it's beautiful. I love it. Like I said, John Jones out of the main event. Stipe, he's out of there. He don't want to fight to even put his legacy on the line. I don't blame him. Go fight fire, save lives, continue your purpose in life, and let Aspinall fight Sergey. That's going to be a war. Whoever wins it, I mean, that's not going past the second round. That's a promise. I'll tell you that right now. We can eliminate the fourth and fifth round. That shit's irrelevant. And I love y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, sorry to keep you waiting. My daughter, man. I, I, I woke up yesterday. She was feeling cool. Next thing I know, she's playing with the dog. She starts crying and uh, said she had a pop in her neck. The rest of the day, we're like holding her, man, trying to keep her upright. Everything in her neck's hurting. We some ghetto motherfuckers, man. We don't go to the hospital much, but... We had to get her lined up. She's feeling better today. She's actually walking upright. But yesterday, even through the night, she was just crying. I was up with her all night. She's my love and joy. She's my purpose. She's the reason that I do this. She's the reason that my heart's been, you know, really devoted and studying what's going on over there in Gaza and just Palestine and Israel and just children. Man, I don't like children being injured. You know, grown folks, you have the ability. At least you have the the chance to learn how to defend yourself with these children. It's just a mismatch kind of like the Alves fight, but we ain't got to get into that. I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. I don't want to get into politics. I did Dana. You pulled it off again out in Abu Dhabi. There were some strong statements. I liked Hamza. Um, just quoting, you know, just peace, man. Just stop killing. Stop killing. Um, if you do have an enemy, go kill him, man. Don't drop a bomb and kill all these damn children. But I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. UFC, big thanks, big thanks. Got a big fight coming up this weekend, so I will have to do another one. Run it back, get y'all ready for this weekend. And uh, love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Catch y'all later. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.